This old-time radio program was originally aired loud, long before the advent of high fidelity. As a result, you may detect an occasional surface noise or volume drop due to transmission problems so common to old radio. We hope, however, that any variance in audio quality will not take away from your pleasure in listening to this. Welcome to Fright Central, the place for all things horror. All right, welcome back to Fright Central. I'm uh, here again with uh, Brandon Keck, and uh, we're going to start off right away with, um, I guess, some uh, E3 news. Uh, so, yeah, E3 was the, uh, this weekend, and I, I know... Um, Sony itself didn't go and, and announce any new systems, but Xbox did. Um, but I want to get into some of the, the horror games that, that were either announced or they had trailers for and release dates. There's only a few that I that caught my eye. There was a, a Blair Witch game coming out uh, where you just have like a flashlight and a camcorder uh, like that game Outlast. Uh, oh, really? But you're in the woods. You know, and you know. you're just running away from the Blair Witch. I don't know. There's like supernatural shit happening. Like the 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 trailer was just a dude running away and with the camera <laughs> looking at like the corner of the. Yeah, the room. of course. That's what you're gonna want to do. You know, not a flashlight, anything like that. You want to like have one of your eyeballs in a cheap night vision camcorder, and, and that's how you navigate the woods, especially yeah. if you're being chased. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was. He had a flashlight, and then, like, you could also bring up the camera, I guess, and the camera helped you see, like, the entities that were going around and stuff, so. Yeah. It, it was a little different, though, in the way uh, in the way Outcast was, but it looks like a very similar game where there's no weapons, and you're just, you know, in the and woods. Who, being uh, who produced this? What, um, what company is uh, making this game? So, like, Capcom or, like, uh, Bethesda? Uh, it might be Bethesda. Bethesda. Uh, um, at the first, I, uh, the um, I'm typing in Bethesda now. The uh, for the trailer for it was uh, you didn't even know it was Blair Witch until like they zoomed out and you see like the Blair Witch symbol uh, and everything. Um, I didn't catch you uh, develop the the game. That's something we'll have to come back to, I guess. Well, I mean, I was just asking you like um, just to see if you knew because uh, I've been playing a lot of like um, pretty decent Capcom games recently. Well, with the Resident Evils, I guess that's really like the extent of it. I almost bought uh, Resident Evil 2 yesterday um, because I just got done Resident Evil 7 and I thought that was a great horror video game. Like I thought it really like returned to like, you know, the Resident Evil roots. I really liked it a lot especially on Madhouse difficulty with the circular saw. <laughs> but, uh, and you told me about Resident Evil 2, and I yeah. had not even heard about the Resident Evil 2. And then you're like, oh, you know, they remade it. And I was just like, well, I don't really want to pay $70 for just a remake. But, like, you were right. They totally changed it around. Like, the story's been, like, altered. Like, everything's been pretty much altered. It is by no means, like, just a remaster, just a polished game. Like, it is a fucking masterful game. It's got the highest Resident Evil ratings ever. Like, you know, and yeah. it holds up in social media. So, anyway, that was a total sidebar, but go ahead. Well, that's cool, because while you were talking about that, I found out it was... Um... Microsoft developed by uh, the Bluebird team, the creators of Layers of Fear and Observer. Oh, I don't, I don't know them, but you know that's, I mean that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, it comes out uh, August thirtieth for Xbox One and PC. 
Um, next up, I got uh, Doom Eternal. And the next uh, game in the Doom series comes out November 22nd. <clears throat> and uh, one of the, uh, the things I noticed in, in this game is there's a new multiplayer uh, aspect to it where you, you have uh, two player-controlled people are demons and you face against one fully loaded uh what they called slayers you know the main the main guy loaded the humans or whatever so it's like a 2v1 situation but you could actually play as the demons this time oh that's pretty cool yeah uh yeah that comes out in november and then uh dying light 2 that like open world uh zombie survival game that i uh haven't got around to playing yet maybe i'll have it played by the time this one comes out and is cheap so i can pay for that as well because i don't buy brand new games <laughs> well, you still haven't played fun. the witcher i mean you know that's definitely like kind of like a horror sci-fi like medieval pissness game yeah. like you know what i mean like i i haven't played it either like i'm getting ready to play it yeah. but like apparently like it has held up and is still like by many gamers considered the best game of all time and uh, i really like the witcher 2 i'm just like nervous about playing the witcher 3 because i hear it can take like more than 500 hours and that's like with a strategy guide and walkthrough open like jake's like oh man i've been playing that game for years like i'm i'm barely even like through the main quest i was just like what the fuck like so like i don't know it's just uh-huh. like I'm playing uh, the Batman Arkham Asylum, the first one, the, the remastered version, and like I'm yeah, I saw about, that last night. Probably about halfway uh, through that, I would say, at least halfway through finding all the extra stuff. Anyway, I don't know how far into the story I am. I'm about to face uh, Killer Croc as well, as my next uh, villain, I believe. So. Oh really? That's like the boss out. man you got coming up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta go find him in the sewers and shit. So. Well, yeah. They- my friend was laughing the other day because i was on ebay and i was like oh yeah this is that guy that i'm gonna buy all those souls from and fucking my buddy's like what you're buying souls and i was like oh no dude it's for dark souls 3 i was like the game's hard as fucking hell and like there's motherfuckers on ebay that'll sing you like a sling you like 190 million souls for like seven and a half bucks and like that's like fucking hundreds of hours of grinding (laughs) i don't i don't understand like i've never played that game but yes you use the souls are currency in that okay so like whenever you rip someone you absorb their soul into like a little I don't know, whatever it is, but you get their souls. So everybody you killed, like all their suffering, everything that they ever were, is now yours to use as currency. I think that's pissed. Yeah, that is pretty pissed. Uh, then the last uh, game I got that that I thought was interesting was Gears of War Five. Now, never played any of them. I've never played any of them either, and I I would assume they're more war uh, games. But the only reason this one caught my eye is because part of the uh, pre-order bonus and i mean hopefully down the line it'll be part of like a, you know an ultimate edition package but you can play as the t-800 from terminator and i believe as sarah connor in like uh in the multiplayer uh aspect of the game um so and you know it's in coincide with the uh the new movie terminator dark fate that comes out in november they're doing holy shit there's another terminator movie coming out yeah, I mean... Wow, like, they still decide that, like, there's a need for that, huh? Yeah, 
it doesn't look that great, but it, the um, Linda Hamilton's back, and uh, it come and it takes place after Terminator Two, so it ignores Three, Salvation, and that shitty Genesis one. So, but I mean, all the like they haven't been good in years, and they keep going like, hey, let's just do another one. Let's just do uh, another instead of yeah. just like, not do it anymore or reboot the whole thing. I don't know. Like if you thought like the. Uh, timelines were fucked up in like the x-men franchise like the timeline of terminator is even worse <laughs> yeah the last terminator movie i saw with that dude with the like where john connor had the like terrible makeup work like you know what i mean like whoever did the makeup work for that movie is like the same person that did the makeup work for the 50 dollar budget corpse grinders movie do you remember the one where the guy like goes back in time and like the dude, the soldier goes back in time, and like oh. they were counting down to Skynet. Yeah, and the Genesis. John Connor had like the real like haggard scar on his face, and yeah, because like, they they because uh, that's the one where um they spoiled that that John Connor was the the, the new Terminator in. Yes, in, that yeah, that's exactly what. Yeah, but his makeup <laughs> work the movie was so been bad in that. Yeah, <laughs> like. <laughs> The makeup, her, I, I guess they just said, fuck it there. Like, you know what? Why do his makeup? Like, let's just make this plastic cast. He'll put that on his face. Like, he's actually not really the main character. I, I don't know. I just thought it was bad. Yeah. I, I thought I thought the makeup was bad. I thought the story was silly. Like, I was just thinking, like, you know, maybe you could let this be a lesson to you. Like, it's time to end. Yeah, I think the first, like, 10, 15 minutes of that film, you were like, all right, this is, this is cool. Like, because it... It starts off with the future stuff, and then he goes back in time, and it kind of, yeah. like, he does, like, the first one a little bit, and then up to the point where, like, she even picks him up and, like, saves him, and he's like, wait, what's going on? Like, and then after that, it's just a straight-up nosedive into fucking, like, oblivion. Like, it just gets worse and worse as it, as it goes on. It peaked about <laughs> five minutes into it. Anyway, we'll forget about the uh, terrible movies of the the past uh, let's talk about uh, the good shit that's coming up or at least the stuff that you're excited to see uh, some of the interesting things um, uh, I'll start with the there was a couple I recently watched that uh, came out um, that I was looking forward to obviously the new Godzilla uh, you just want to watch giant monsters fight that's what we're here for and yeah uh, i heard he like um fights like, like all the old monsters right uh like yeah like i think there's two two different uh monsters he fights at least maybe three but uh yeah it's like like if you were disappointed by the fact that there wasn't that much godzilla in the last one uh don't worry there's plenty of godzilla in this one uh this the human story one's not that interesting the whole backstory of monarch is is pretty cool and their organization, but then, like, some of the human elements aren't that great, but I'm there to watch giant monsters fight each other, and it fulfilled. <laughs> that's that's um, the public service that it fulfills in your eyes, and yeah, I, I think that's, that's beautiful. That's, that's there. And uh, I, the only other problem I had with it was, like, they really let you know that, that King Kong vs. Godzilla was coming up next. Like, every chance they got, they were like, and Skull Island, Skull Island. Don't forget about Skull Island over here. Like it, it was just like, yeah, we get it. Kong and Godzilla are in the same universe, and they're gonna fight in the next one. 
Okay. Yeah, I mean, geographically, I mean, that, that I think the idea of Godzilla and King Kong, like, geographically, I think there's some challenges there to overcome, you know what I mean? Because, like, you know, like, you know, we're talking about Japan, and, I mean, uh, King Kong was from, like, somewhere in, like, the Congo, right? Well, no, it's just Skull Island. It's just, like, a, uh, just this island off the coast of... It wasn't Island supposed Square. to be the African continent. He was somewhere, like, deep in the jungle there or something like that. No, it's a separate island completely, like a hitting island, like, where all these prehistoric and, like, old... old uh, okay, old... I, I guess I didn't really know that much you should about watch it. Actually, the last King Kong Skull Island was actually pretty good with it. It had Sam Jackson, Brie Larson, uh, John C. Riley. John Goodman, like it had a great cast. I, I really enjoyed it, and there's and you got to see a lot of Kong. You know, the one I saw was with Jack Black. Oh, and that 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 one that was just like a remake of the original one. This was like a almost like a new. Oh, uh, okay. Or, well, I believe in the Jack Black one. They go like they go into um they go into some African country somewhere, and I can't remember where. It might have been like an island off the coast of africa maybe it was fictional i don't know but i thought they went somewhere like deep 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 in the jungle like where no one else lived you know what i mean and that's yeah I think it was like uh i think the, i think in that one it's a it's an island it's skull island that they find him on and it's like yeah there's like an, a tribe there that that's yeah like, there's like one tribe yeah i think it was an island all right yeah well <laughs> but yeah anyway i, I just thought they they kind of were just like Kong, 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 Skull Island, Skull Island, Skull Island. It's like, all right, we get it. Like, <laughs> move on. Like, go back to the monsters, fighting. But yeah, I really enjoyed that. Um, then what else did I uh, I see recently? Um, oh, I just watched um, Perfection. That just came out on Netflix. Uh, it's about this uh, violinist or celloist. I think it's, I think I want to say I don't know. She plays one of those string or, or <laughs> instruments. <laughs> It wasn't the red violin, I know that. <laughs> but uh, the, the red violin, that's no joking around movie. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's intense. Like, you know what I mean? Like, flick. Not a horror flick, but a great flick. Uh, not a horror flick, but a fucking amazing flick. Yeah. You know, I, I think one of, like, the more underrated, like, uh, movies of that decade i think the red violin was up there it didn't really get that much attention like you know i mean i had to uh you know i i just found it by chance one day like nobody had ever told me about it and uh i thought it was a fucking awesome movie but that has nothing to do with what we're talking about yeah. <laughs> I mean, kind of, it's a perfection it's about this uh i want to say celloist that she uh, her mom dies. And oh, I get Yeah, it's perfection. Yeah, got it. It goes back to, like, the school or whatever that, like, kind of brought her up and, like, but not, she doesn't go back to the school. There's, like, the, obviously they have a new top student and she kind of, like, befriends her and then, like, kind of, like, you know, is super jealous of her. And then, you, you know, it kind of starts to go one way and then it kind of flips on you like two different more times on like what is actually going on in the story. And I actually really enjoyed it. I thought it was I thought it was pretty well uh, done in a, a new take on like uh, kind of like this, this just came out. This is new on Netflix or oh, new on Netflix, yeah. it just came out on the 24th, I believe. OK, so this is this is a Netflix original. Yeah, a Netflix original. Yeah. OK, Um. Yeah, that, that was one I just watched recently. Um, other ones that are uh, coming up that I'm excited about. Actually, I also just saw... Uh, Please don't uh, say Child's Play. Please don't say Child's Play. 
<laughs> no, the I mean the only reason I want to see that movie, but I'll wait till it comes out on like fucking something. Yeah, I, I know that you do want to see that movie. It's Deep down in places hands. you don't talk about parties, you're psyched yeah. about that movie. Yeah, yeah. I just want to see uh, what Mark Hamill does with the voice. <laughs> but uh, no, I just saw uh, Jim Jarmusch's Dead Don't Die uh, that comes out June 14th. They had AMC had a special screening for uh, Stub uh, members on June 5th. So uh, we got to go there. And uh, yeah, it was this past Wednesday. I got to see it. And uh, it's with Bill Murray, Adam Driver, um, Tilda Swinton, uh, the RZA, uh, Tom Waits. Tilda. Wait, what is this? The Dead Don't Die. The new the Jim Dead Jarmusch. Don't Die? Yeah, the new Jim Jarmusch film. You know. Oh, uh, shit. Yeah, wow. That's really that's got a fucking all- epic, um, an epic cast. Yeah. Oh, but and, it's and, zombies, right? The dead don't yeah. die. Obviously, it's zombies. Like it's not like White Walkers or anything. This is zombies. So it's fucking. Yeah, but and I, I just I can't believe they're still fucking doing like I can't believe the zombie craze has not like you know what I mean finally like it seems like the last twenty years of like every single year there were at least three different fucking works of uh, horror about zombies by somebody either TV shows or a movie even like well dude they, I was watching last night um they had Lederhosen zombies on. <laughs> fucking like you know what i mean like it was like you know they're in bavaria somewhere and they're running around and the zombie and like the bu- budget for the film like could have easily been fifty thousand dollars yeah and this was on showtime yeah you I know what i mean like so, like i feel like there's so fucking like it's yeah, just so ridiculous it's oversaturated i mean there are some good yes, ones that, out there that that is yeah oh, like for you know better yeah. of the source yeah that's that's what i was looking for yeah but, um well, yeah wait. that don't lie is a very it's very meta it's very self-aware of like the whole zombie genre and it's yeah it's obviously it's a comedy uh, in case you weren't uh, ready for that, <laughs> but no, I was. I was hoping you were. Gonna, I was hoping yeah. you were going to say that, and yeah, I was hoping that but was going to be expect, like a satire. Don't expect like uh, Shaun of the Dead or Zombieland. It's it's very like that dry Jim Jarmusch humor, um, very like stagnant, like before, like like they kind of. It's kind of like the the zombie apocalypse is, uh, or it's yeah, I guess it's kind of an apocalypse that's happening to them. But like they just kind of like are they're like oh, yeah. I think it's uh animals. I think it's wild animals. Oh, what do you really think? I think it's zombies. You know what I mean? It's like very, very like dry. Like there's no like. But it's like Steven, it's, it's I really enjoyed it. I make lists all yeah. the time. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm looking for. Yeah. yeah this this is the definitely one you you want to see. Uh, it's, it's not necessarily a, you you have to run out and see it in theaters, but it's definitely one you want to watch it at some point. Uh, I, I usually try to save most of my uh, movie going stuff for like, you know, like big action or, you know, something that, that looks good on the big screen. Uh, when it comes to like stuff that's more just story or like comedy, I usually save for the uh, for, for sitting at home. But oh, there was the one guy that was sitting like a couple rows back from me. He thought everything was the fucking funniest thing he'd ever heard in his life. Dude. One of those you, I always thought about that, like Robert <laughs> De Niro in Cape Fear, where he's like in the fucking uh, movie theater, like laughing his ass off, smoking that cigar. Like, and uh, I think there was Problem Child. Something. Remember that movie Problem Child yeah, way back yeah. in the day? Wasn't like John Ritter like in the theater all pissed off? Like, I don't know. So 
something. But um, yeah, I always thought about like what it would be like to be around one of those guys. Oh, dude, it was. It like, was I didn't think they exist. I thought they were the stuff of fairy tale. <laughs> like, I had to say something to the dudes next to me at the end, and like the one guy was like, "Oh, dude, that's all right." I had to sit next to like the worst person ever, who like brought his phone out, was like like flicking his beard and like being real obnoxious the whole time. And I was like, oh man, like I just thought like that like this guy was telling like like it was the first time he'd ever heard a joke. And I was like, are you like it was funny, but I don't know if it was like <laughs> funny, you know, like calm down, man. Like, but it's uh, but I still enjoyed it despite despite that. I thought it was great. Uh, but um, yeah, it's it's definitely one worth checking out. And then the um, oh shit, I did not put a release date. Oh, I think it's June twenty first. Yes, uh, the next one on my list. That just uh, came on my radar uh, the other day. Uh, is Nightmare Cinema. It's um, five strangers converge on a haunted movie theater owned by the projectionist. Once inside, the audience members witness a series of screenings that shows their deepest fears and darkest secrets over five tales. And uh, the projectionist is played by my, my uh, Mickey Rourke, and uh, the and the scenes that uh, he's in because it's obviously like three like or sorry five different. Um, like short films, I guess all all rolled. Wait, into Mickey Rourke plays a projectionist in this. He, yeah, you know the guy who's like. Yeah, I know who Mickey theater. Rourke is. Yeah, don't. Yeah, don't, yeah I, I, and I know what a projectionist. I was trying to explain his character, but not not necessarily like. But yeah, he so plays. Like, not like you know, he he's not your typical projectionist. You no, know, I mean there's like some the special. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and Mick Garris uh, directs those scenes, the connecting story scenes and then the other uh shorts are uh, directed by one's directed by joe dante from uh, gremlins fame uh david slade from 30 days a night and hard candy um alejandro burris who directed uh juan of the dead which is a, a fantastic spanish uh, zombie Boy, that's like a, a spanish exploitation zombie movie I, I don't know if it was exploitation but it, it was like a it was like a spanish um uh, com- like zombie comedy it was pretty funny it's it's worth watching and then uh, uh ryu kitamura this uh guy from japan who uh he did midnight meat train and verses and then a bunch of other stuff too they've all done other stuff i didn't write all their oh, yeah, midnight meat train wow <laughs> yeah. i tried watching that again recently it doesn't hold up that well i mean i love the original <laughs> i have a feeling it wouldn't like clive barker but uh yeah it doesn't it doesn't hold up but uh, yeah, that that scene, and I think that comes out in the June. Oh, it comes out on demand, video on demand, and on uh, and in theaters on the same day, um, June twenty first, I believe. On uh, you should be you'll be able to watch it on Amazon Prime. So uh, so that's awesome. Um, then the next uh, one I have on my list, uh, I got the new Ari Aster or, or Ari Aster, the guy who did Hereditary. Uh, Midsummer comes out July 3rd, and I know we talked a little bit about uh, this recently, but uh, it's basically about a couple who travels to Sweden to visit their uh, friend's royal hometown for a fabled Midsummer festival. What becomes as an idyllic retreat quickly devolves into an increasingly violent and bizarre competition at the hands of a pagan cult. That's awesome. <laughs> I, I do like the sound of that. Yeah, and it's supposed to be even more, like, you know, visceral and violent than uh, Hereditary. So, and the trailer looks fucking amazing. 
I it happened to be on the other day the movie Dragnet with uh, Tom Hanks and um, Dan Aykroyd. Oh, yeah. You remember this movie? Well, they go to that like pagan festival where there's that chick that gets thrown in the pit with the fucking snakes, and the guy's walking around like with an hors d'oeuvre tray full of pharmaceuticals, and he's like, you know, a treat before the ceremony. But anyway, they see the thing, and like Dan Aykroyd's like people against goodness and normalcy pagan <laughs> and then tom hanks is just reading their like little brochure that they hung hung out and it was like we believe bad sex and good drugs mark the cornerstone for a great democracy <laughs> and like, I, I i hadn't heard that line in so fucking long and i just start laughing my ass off and when he said pagan it just i had to match <laughs> <laughs> it's not gonna be like uh dragnet it's gonna be uh, yeah no I, I i know it's a fucking pagan cult but i'm just saying like you said <laughs> pagan, i had to mention I, I always thought that line was so fucking funny <laughs> and then uh let's see july 12th i got um the new alexandra aha the guy did uh high tension and uh, hills have eyes remake the french director he's doing this movie uh called crawl and it's about a massive hurricane that hits Florida. I heard of this one. Yeah, and um, the girl uh, Haley ignores the evacuation orders and search for her missing father. After finding him gravely injured in their family home, the two of them become trapped in the rapidly encroaching floodwaters. With the storm strengthening, Haley and Dave discover an even greater threat than the rising water level. A relentless attack from a pack of gigantic alligators. I thought you were going to say, like, they realize that they're in Florida. Organic <laughs> 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 <Mechanic> methods. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, it's just like... like uh, so, heard- like, the hurricane, like, raises the water high enough so where, like, gators are just, like, fucking in the mix now. Yeah. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, they're everywhere. Yeah, yeah, or at least near this person's house and, like, uh, you know, attacking them and shit. But yeah, from what I read, when I first read it, I was just like, eh, that seems all right. And then I saw the trailer for it, and I was like, actually, this looks really good. I, I see. I saw the cover. I remember the cover. It said uh, danger, and then there was a gator uh, below it. And um, there's a park that was just uh, right by where I used to live when I was in Miami. And I used to walk around in the park, and there were like those exact signs all over the place danger and just like a fucking gator on it. But I feel like it said crocodiles. I can't remember wh- which one is um, freshwater and which one is saltwater. I thought crocodiles. Crocodiles were saltwater, and alligators were freshwater. But I don't know. There's mad signs all over Florida for fucking gator warning. So I mean, it, it, I thought that caught my eye. I was like, "What the yeah, fuck yeah. is that?" And then I was like, "It has to be fucking Florida, man. Yeah. Always Florida." <laughs> but yeah, I, mean, I don't know. It looks it looks interesting, and, and I, I kind of like that director's work. I thought he did a pretty good job with the uh, Hills of Fire remake, but. I mean, I still love the original too much, so. Yeah, I don't know. What was the other one that he did? Um, what did It was Tension or something oh, like I, that? High Tension? High the Tension. The girl, like, gets kidnapped, and then in the end. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't that, like, heavily censored when it first um, came in uh, to the United States? Didn't, like, the MPAA, like, try to give it, like, uh, an NC-17 rating or something like that? Uh, there was definitely a lot of controversy around it. 
Uh, I, I, I remember I remember that I remember it being there was an issue with uh, whether or not they were going to um, tag as R and C-17. I think they had to clean it up for um, U.S. theatrical audiences. I think they had to uh, censor um, a significant amount of it out. That's what I remember. Yeah, I, I, I just remember waiting and watching the unrated version. I was like, I'm not yeah. I'm- gonna watch because i heard about that as well and i was like i'm not yeah i don't remember being like fucking like profusely like brutal at least not by today's standards you know i mean like so i don't remember it being profusely violent or anything or like totally outrageous but i remember seeing it and just being kind of like meh you know what i mean like it was all right like but yeah i enjoyed it and then you can only like i guess you could watch that movie maybe twice because it's kind of like the sixth sense once you know like the twist or whatever it's kind of like yeah you, you go back watch it again just knowing that and then then after that you just kind of don't watch it <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i still i still enjoyed it it's been forever since i've even seen that maybe i'll give it another watch some one of these days but i got so much good shit coming out yeah um, i know Re- there really fucking is like especially for horror yeah we i mean i know I still haven't caught up in the past couple of years. So some of the good stuff that's come out, because uh, I'm always afraid of like watching something and then it, you know, being bad. <laughs> you know, yeah. Especially when it comes to harder than it's like, oh, I just wasted fucking two hours of my life. But uh, yeah, I definitely won't be wasting two hours with um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the new Tarantino flick. Holy shit, Tarantino's coming out with a new movie? I did not know that. Yeah, I, mean, I, I knew it probably would happen at some point in my life, but like I just didn't realize it was happening right now. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I mean, he 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 just did um that Hateful Eight. That was really good. That really was not that recent though. Yeah, it was a couple years ago, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was like twenty seventeen, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. maybe maybe it was 20 i'm just saying like it was yeah. it was it was at least two years ago i think yeah, more. yeah. i think it's like three years old he's been working on this and they they actually uh you know changed the hollywood strip into old like 1970s um or 1960s uh la so it looked like they really like shot on 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 location and changed the hollywood to make it look like the 70s and stuff and it's pretty much um Ben Affleck plays Leonardo DiCaprio's like stunt double, and it takes place uh, you know the final years of Hollywood's golden age uh, in 1969, and it, and it kind of also revolves. Wait, it has Ben Affleck playing as no. Ben Affleck as Leonardo DiCaprio's <laughs> no. stuntman. No. <laughs> what the fuck? Brad Pitt is playing Leo DiCaprio's stuntman. Oh, Brad Pitt. Oh, okay. I don't know where I got the other thing. Yeah, from. I don't know where you heard Ben Affleck. My mind just wanders sometimes. Yeah. But, like, DiCaprio's, like, in the movie as DiCaprio? Oh, no, I don't know what his character's name is. Uh, it just says, a faded television actor and his stunt double strive to a fame, achieve fame oh, right. in the film industry. And it take and it also has um, Margaret Robbie playing uh, Sharon Tate, so it revolves around the Manson uh, murders and stuff. Oh, I got, I'm sorry, I was that's like, why, totally that's why that I was totally out there. It's just, I think I got off when you said, um, or got lost when you were like filmed on location in yeah. Hollywood. <laughs> like, I don't yeah. know. Uh, 
that's that's the reason it's on my list is because it really kind of uh, the backdrop is the whole Charles Manson Sharon Tate uh, backdrop. So I thought, yeah, somehow I missed the Charles Manson part, but yeah, now now I'm uh, on the same page with you. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's awesome. I I haven't seen Brad Pitt act in quite a while. I haven't seen him perform. Uh, like I feel like the last time I saw him perform, I'm sure that he's uh, had other work after this, but was actually another fucking zombie movie i think he did it for his oh, son yeah. somebody said he like did it for his son who was like really pumped about the script and the story or something like that um i don't know if that's true or not well, but i mean to... it was another shit zombie movie i mean brad pitt acted all right in it, i guess but um... other one uh world war z2 but the, i think they ended up shutting down production uh but uh brad pitt was in it. he plays the weatherman on uh the jim jeffries show <laughs> <And he's> like, <laughs> How, how we're all doomed and everything <laughs> it's really funny and then he like made a little cameo in uh deadpool 2 uh i'm sure he's been in other things uh recently i just haven't been uh paying that much attention to but uh and the next uh film i got on my list is august 2nd uh this movie called nightingale by uh jennifer kent um who did babadook um Ooh, it's Baba Duke. I just saw that the other night. Yeah, that's a fucking good movie. Uh, I thought that kid was really fucking annoying, but I, <laughs> I did too, especially when his mom was trying to masturbate. Like she was trying <laughs> she to get her fucking nut off. Like that yeah. kid was such a fucking whiny pain in the ass. Yeah. His mom couldn't do anything with her life. So anybody hasn't seen, I'm ruining this part. His mom's just you know trying to fucking relax, trying to rub one out in the middle of the night, and like she finally has like. 30 seconds to play with herself and that goddamn fucking kid comes i was i was watching that somebody i was like well well fuck that (laughs) (laughs) he was real annoying just fucking existing in that movie but yeah uh basically (laughs) takes this new movie nightingale takes place in 1820s tasmania and it follows a young irish convict woman seeking revenge on her british captor so that and from what I was like reading into that, it looked really, really interesting. And, uh, it's something I definitely have never seen before. Well, I mean, not the getting revenge part. <laughs> That's like an every everyday movie, but fucking a movie set in 1820s Tasmania. I mean, I don't know many movies set then. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I guess like my mind has kind of wandered back to Baba Duke, thinking about how fucking annoying that kid was. Like, I really wish you hadn't mentioned that, Doc. Like, <laughs> I really hate that fucking kid. Like, I don't know, like what? Like, I think it was filmed in England. Like, they like went somewhere and they're like, you know, like we're auditioning for this role. We need you to read for this fucking kid. Like, you know, just show us how fucking all out annoying you can fucking be. And whoever they got him, like, you know, they really did a great job of finding a truly annoying fucking little brat of an actor i think that was the, the kid just really acting really well or do you think he's like really just that annoying? no i think yeah I, I i really don't know i mean i don't like children um i find them generally like annoying to you know as a general like rule like you know i mean their existence like i find like rather putrid but um I don't know. I think the kid just acted really well. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't think that that kid... Well, he was a British kid, so... Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe he was just that way. I don't know. It's a good <laughs> thing. It'd be something to research, you know what yeah. I mean? If you could find out if he's in other shit and if he's real fucking annoying and that. But whatever they did, they really... It worked well. That kid yeah. was so fucking annoying. That's on your 
I'm just mentioning that. (laughs) But uh, so then the next one I got is based on a children's uh, book series. It's uh, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Uh, I don't remember if you remember reading those. I actually, um, ironically, have it right up on my screen right now. Um, I had been looking up uh, what was coming out this year in the horror genre. And um, for a second, I thought it was um, the... uh, the cover to it too because like i saw it from a distance away and i thought that was pennywise that was kind of like hugging off to the uh right there um it, i'm not sure if you know what i'm talking about the uh oh, the, yeah, yeah. the poster for the movie like and then i got closer and i was like oh no that is not it and uh you know i i just i glanced at the cover but other than that i don't really know anything about the movie well it was a it was a popular uh children's like horror stories along along same line as like yeah, you know goosebumps and stuff like that um maybe a little bit more uh scarier i don't know uh, so it's kind of tough but uh that comes out august 9th and it's by the guy who did troll hunter i don't know if you've ever seen that movie never but i'm definitely interested uh yeah is it, is it like about trolls i mean is it about like actual trolls or is it like internet trolls it does like a it's kind of like it's like actual trolls it's uh, <laughs> It's like a fake documentary uh, crew, so you you do get that handheld camera, but it's not. You think it's gonna be like you're like, oh, it's gonna be one of these like shaky fucking found footage ones. It's 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 not that. It's really not that bad. It's it's kind of so. Really it wasn't like that uh, irreversible movie that we saw where the guy just waves the camera around yeah. like pretty oh, much the entire movie. <laughs> He's like fucking drunk or something the whole time. I but, think that uh, more people walked out of that movies at the uh, Cannes Film Festival than any other movie. Somebody told me that, like, when they had the um, scene where Monica Bellucci was assaulted um, in the underground. So, I mean, very disturbing scene. Apparently, yeah. the entire theater fucking cleared for that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, that movie's easy to walk out in the first five minutes but anyway yeah, seriously, so i have fucking headache i need like fucking two excedrin in the first five minutes of that movie jesus god i don't know what that director was thinking yeah troll hunters uh like they go in search of like these in like norway or something like that in search of like you know trolls that are like you know terrorizing the town but like you know obviously like <laughs> the, the, the crew doesn't like believe it and like there's like there's like one guy that they go and like they go like looking for these trolls and you actually get to see the troll these giant fucking like trolls that like are like <laughs> fucking shit up and it's really fucking cool uh it's definitely worth watching and then the other movie he did which i just saw yesterday as well was uh autopsy of jane doe with uh brian cox i don't know if you've ever seen that one <laughs> brian uh, cox <laughs> that was really good it's, it's basically about like the like, you know some something happens in this house where the cops find uh you know multiple bodies and like one one body is you know like buried i guess in the basement or whatever and they take it to the morgue and like they are doing their autopsy for the cop because they want to find out what you know what the cause of death was and like what happened to this this girl that they found and then shit gets like real fucking weird uh from there like like bizarre shit starts happening and it was it was really cool I, i i really enjoyed it um but it's a very like it's only like Brian Cox and uh, I forget the name of the kid who plays his uh who plays his son. But it's really just like two characters that like the whole thing revolves around with this corpse like laying on the uh on the autopsy table. And I thought that was really interesting. 
So wait, the entire movie takes place inside like a morgue? Yeah, I mean it's 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 like in the pretty much the basement of their house is the So is the it was like American God season two. Like the entire movie was just like a bunch of people sitting around in the morgue talking. Uh no, there's definitely more than talking that happens in this movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't want to. I uh, can't say anything, otherwise it'll spoil it. But this that came out in like 2016. Was but... Brian Cox the same? Uh, was that the name of the uh, fictional character in Burn After Reading with Brad Pitt? And um, I can't remember who else was in Burn After Reading, but it was Brad Pitt. Didn't he call him? And he's like Brian Cox calling uh, to talk to you about your shit or something like that but you would recommend when you said brian cox that's what i thought of i don't uh, know if his name no, was brian no. it was john malkovich his uh, character yeah. oh, you I'm know what i'm talking character. about yeah i do remember i don't remember his name but you would know brian cox if you if you imdb him real quick you saw his face you would know him Wait, is he the yeah. haggard face guy brian cox like, and you have walk, walk yeah. around with haggard face just, just look up brian cox right, right. i'm just i'm so thinking I, i'm almost certain i know who he was he's the guy yeah. with the haggard face yeah you know exactly c-o-x <laughs> you know exactly who he is oh brian cox imdb yep see here the name yeah, that's exactly who I thought. You should have just said yeah. yes when I said the haggard face guy. <laughs> if you had said yes, like I simply would have been like, oh, yeah, I know exactly who he is. Well, I feel like there's a lot of actors that have haggard faces. Yeah, but Brian Cox, like, I don't know. Like, he's the guy, like, he was um, in Manhunt. If you remember that real fucking, cra- it was like real crazy violent for the time. It was like a horror video game where you're being like hunted in this house and like you're being hunted. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Brian Cox is the voice of the protagonist in oh, it. I, I yeah. did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I remember that game. But you know no. what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah John O'Neill John was like, it's Brian Cox. I'm like, Brian. And he's like, the guy with the haggard face. I was like, oh, yeah, I know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yes, anyway, back to scary stories to tell in the dark. Uh, it's basically about a group of teens who face their fears in order to save their lives. And I believe it's like one of the characters finds like uh, this book in um, one of the like some creepy old house. And like, you know, everything in the book starts like, you know, happening to the characters and stuff like that. And uh, it looks like it, it looks really good, though. It doesn't look like a. Like it doesn't look like the goosebumps, you know, style, you know, children's horror. This looks more in the style of it with like horror, horrible shit happening to two children. You know what I mean? Uh, so yeah, that that looks uh, pretty good. Now, that comes out August 9th. And then up next, I do have it chapter two. Like, yeah, see, that's the thing. Like when when you had said like, yeah, let's talk about like some of the movies like um you know uh, horror movies we're watching now and what we're looking forward to. Like I was just like my my mind just goes blank and all I see is it too. Oh yeah, like, yeah. That, like you know what I mean like like we could have like eight shows talking about like what I thought of it and like comparisons with uh you know actors from like the miniseries to actors now and you know talk about Curry and fucking. Yeah. Uh, there's so much you could say about that but like yeah when i think about like what i want to see like horror wise like it's not just horror wise that's like the only movie i'm really looking forward to in the next like year 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm, like mean, it's I'm all ever, about it, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I am really looking forward to it, but I, I have other things that, that have come up along the way. But whenever I think about anything, I'm just like, man, I really wish It too is out right now. You know what I mean? Like, that's going to fucking shred at the box office. Oh, definitely. You know what I mean? Like, that's going to fucking kill it, dude. And it's crazy because all these movies recently have um, been killing it. Didn't Avengers Endgame, like, set some kind of box office? this record and then like right after that another movie set box office records oh uh, i think no i think you're thinking of captain marvel i think set a box office record and then uh i thought it was the avengers i thought the avengers shattered everything yeah then avengers came out after that and it shattered everything i mean it's it's only i think 60 million away from beating avatar Mm -hmm. like it's uh, like and it's already done it I think it's already made more money domestically, but we're talking about like worldwide box office, but uh, I don't think anything's really going to come close to that. Um, Yeah. I I mean, Avatar, I mean, Avatar was a movie. It was like, didn't it have like a, it had an insane budget. Somebody told me over the years that he had, because he had been filming it for years. Somebody yeah. told me it had something like a $1.2 billion budget, but that just doesn't sound like it's like possible, right? But I guess anything's I, possible. I could tell you what the budget was. If I you thought were. it was something like $1.2 billion, but I think about that in my mind, and I just think it's absolutely ridiculous. I think that's probably how much it made. Was Do you think it made one point two billion? That's fucking successful. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah. That's why it's the most successful movie. And and Terminators. I mean, uh, not Terminator. Fucking uh, um, event, uh, Endgame is only like sixty million away from that. Right no, Avatar was such a huge event too because um, I, I I'm not hundred percent certain this, but when it first was released, wasn't the first week only available in three day? Well. Uh, I don't something know, like that. I mean, I remember that being like the first like 3D movie that I like went to. Like, I think like I went with my parents. Like, it was like a huge event. Like, everybody wanted to go see it because yeah. it was in the new IMAX 3D with like, yeah, you know, like latest new, technology yeah. in 3D. Yeah. I think that's why it made so much money because it was exactly like, like I do not think it would have had that much like you know um, overall success if it wasn't for like you know what I mean like. Uh, you know, being able to see like some kind of new technology yeah. on screen, you know, something that was sort of like a, a, you know, a benchmark, you know? Yeah. Well, it was, the budget was 237 million. And oh, gr- yeah. I, I knew, I knew 1.2 billion. I had to be out of my mind. It grossed 2.78 billion. Successful movie. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure he was filming it for over the period of like three years. Well, like I think he was in productions for something like three years. I could be totally off, but I thought it was something real ridiculous where like people had advised him to um, pull the plug a couple times yeah. because, you know, it had been it seemed like there was no end in sight. You know what I mean? He's um, been filming like his fucking five sequels to that movie since the last one came out. Get the fuck out! Yeah, <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah, I swear he has like fucking. I think five, he announced like five different titles, or he actually has like he thinks that he should be on Avatar Part Six right now. Uh, like I think he's filming Part Three or Four right now, and I think he has plans for like five. What you, there's an Avatar Part Two. Well, that not yet because he's filming them like all at once. <laughs> 
he's filming five Avatar movies concurrently. Like I, think right he's now. Filming, I think he's filming at least three right now, all at once. And then, uh, yeah. Wait, so is it going to be like a miniseries type thing? Or like he oh. just decides, like, Ooh. I'll have these movies. So, like, that next year I'll put Avatar 2, then Avatar 3. And, like, you know, I, I, I just have this shit out of the way now. So now I can just, like, uh, release them in terms of profit structure. Yeah, look. All right, here we go. Uh, Avatar 2, 2021. Avatar 3, 2023. Avatar 4, 2025. Avatar 5, 2027. <laughs> so they already have release dates. So yeah. I don't know which 20s filming right now, but like they're coming out soon. And it's it's funny because it's like, yeah, the first one made so much money because it was like new and refresher. And it's like, what if the second one bombs and nobody's gonna see three through yeah. four or five? Yeah, that's well, I think that that's the conclusion I was trying to like draw. Yeah. It was especially like that's kind of ridiculous, especially since you've waited so long in between yeah. the, that first one because that. When did that come out? 2009? It's 10 years later. People don't give a shit about Avatar. That, that came out... Avatar's only 10 years old. It feels like it's older to me. Yeah. It's yeah. really... Old. It was 2009, Avatar? Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I, I feel think. like the last time I watched it, like, I was, like, a... Like, I was still, like, a brutal alcoholic or something. Uh, 2009. <laughs> yeah, no, I I was not uh, consuming alcoholic beverages in 2009. Oh. Um, so I I guess I just remember it. Um, I think I just remember it. Uh, like I feel like when I saw it, I was drunk for some reason. <laughs> like I don't know, I don't know why, but uh, what's McCall? Yeah, it just seems like uh, I thought I was older than 10 years old, really. Yeah, but anyway, back back to back to horror shit. Uh. Oh, yeah, that's right. We're talking about horror. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's a horror sci-fi podcast. I'll I'll leave it in there, but... Hey, no, I mean, it's definitely something to chat about. Like, if a guy has, like, the next four of his movies already filmed, fucking edited, and, like, ready to ship, and, like, he's just, like, you know, Avatar 2, and then, you know, now I don't have to do shit for, like, the next, like five six years yeah. like you know what i mean i can just you know spend uh, the next decade in barbados you know well, like james cameron he's all about like inventing new cameras and like taking deep sea dives and shit exactly and that's why that's it's kind paper. of unusual to me that he would um he would limit himself to like a very specific window of filming you know what i mean and film all these movies one after another to be released uh you know uh, by announcement and it's just like you know he's the kind of guy that would film a movie and then wait for something new and tech cutting edge something he really felt he doesn't, he, doesn't wait. he he invents all that shit himself like the those yeah, cameras. no exactly like but like I, my point is is that like you know he what he invents is based on where technology is at the time you oh, know yeah. Yeah. He's he's been somebody that's been hugely successful taking technology that like most other filmmakers like were not able to squeeze out what he accomplished. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you know what I mean? Like remember like Terminator Two? We were talking about the Terminators and the uh, ba- I remember like Terminator Two coming out and it being like literally people like they were basically like this is like new edge technology and like the same stuff had been out for like many years and like i feel like 
up until like a couple years later, we still had never seen anything as high tech as Terminator 2. Like I just remember Terminator 2 like setting the stage for future CGI. And I guess like I don't feel like um, anyone else uh, was really on par what what he was able to squeeze out with whoever he um you know hired to do all that stuff yeah well, I have that, to think. that was like new cutting edge to me yeah. uh in terms of like you know uh you know cgi in film yeah i think the great thing about terminator 2 is that it not only was new cgi but it also mixed cgi with practical effects and a lot of people like since then don't really they go oh like this works cgi let's just do everything in cgi so i like it when people like and i think i think it's so seamless now that like you can't really tell sometimes when stuff is CG, yeah. or other times you'll be like, "Oh, that's CG," and then a little bit like, "Nope, this is uh, this is actually all practical." Like I watched uh, some video of um, these VFX artists uh, reviewing like special good good and bad special effects in films, and like they were showing some things that I was like, "Oh, I didn't realize that that was just practical. That was all miniatures." Like yeah. Like that, I thought that was like probably. No, I think you described it just beautifully. Like what you said was basically exactly what I'm thinking. You know, they took like cutting edge technology, state of the art special effects, and then yeah, and then we're able to integrate that perfectly in with like you know just practical filmmaking i think yeah exactly um yeah. and i know that's like way off topic and like way off board but like i i think it's worth talking about a little oh, bit you know? i mean i don't mean going uh, like going on a sidebar where you know you're talking about like milestones and film you know yeah. I mean? it's just <laughs> like you know like there's nothing wrong with that um but um yeah i mean <laughs> avatar you know what the fuck ever like i don't really care what what he plans on doing in the future with avatar because i don't think i ever want to see another avatar again but i mean if it like you know leads you to a point where you know you're talking about like a milestone and like you know not just horror sci-fi i mean it was just filmmaking history yeah, like after that like things just i don't know for better or for worse it seems like cgi made its mark in film very quickly and just continued to the point where um I, I like there's good and bad things to it you know like star wars i would say is probably not the best thing you know what i mean yeah, especially yeah. when you can go back into your films from like 30 years ago and add cgi to them and then yeah. re-release them but like then again you know we wouldn't get the type of stuff that like you know like remember tron where they had like Jeff Daniels like CGI'd from like earlier in his life on yeah, yeah. like that like that see that stuff was like really cool so like and I, that yeah, technology's yeah. only gotten better with Sammy Jackson in the Captain Marvel because that movie takes place in the 90s they de-aged him for that entire film and he <laughs> looks and he, it looks great yeah. Like, so I think Marvel's really got that uh, that down with the de-aging now. Like, sometimes I can't speak to Marvel that. too much, but like I totally agree with you, the point you were making. Like when you said like some of the CGI right now, it's like kind of difficult to discern like what's yeah. actually real and what's not. And I I often wonder like are they going to be able to in the not too distant future like just have voice actors like you know what I mean like I no longer need to put my body through the way and way and strain of everyday shooting and fucking you know having to travel so now you could just cgi me and i'll just read for the part like literally 
need for my part. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, it, it's something to think about. I mean, they kind of did that with uh, uh, Peter Cushing in, uh, in Rogue One, where it was like he was all CGI'd. And it was a oh, little. Oh, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was like, holy shit, they just fucking like recreated him and <laughs> like you're like wait you had to look up like is is it isn't he dead and like oh yeah yeah okay it does look a little weird <laughs> like because but he has a lot he had a lot more wrinkles and why like, didn't they just do that in deadwood with um you know well, cause, well, you know well, powers well, booth is not available currently uh, cgi yeah. could make powers booth re-available again that's true. You know what I mean? It could actually make a lot of people re-available again. Um, probably spent all their money on the, making those dragons in uh, Game of Thrones that they probably didn't have much left over for Deadwood. So <laughs> they were like, we can't recreate a whole person. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I'm, we're going to talk about that. I was disappointed. That's all I'm going to say. One word, disappointed. Back to what you were talking about like 10 minutes ago. Uh, it Chapter 2. Uh, in case you don't know... Uh, I'm sure everyone's familiar, but this one's 27 years later after the first one, and a devastating phone call brings them, brings everyone back. Uh, it's got a, a great cast. Uh, we'll talk. We'll have a whole episode on it uh, either before or right after it comes out. That's for sure. Uh, that one's due to drop September 6, and uh, of course it's the same director as the first one. Yeah, uh, I'm so interested to see like what kind of like um displacement the characters are going to show because that's one thing i thought they did um you know really well in the uh miniseries what like you know how they go from past to present and back again and um you know i mean i'm just wondering like what this is going to be like because it definitely like if anybody that was trying to like you know sort of like uh model their style based on the miniseries to try to give it because i thought the miniseries all in all for the time wasn't that great but you know i mean it definitely would give like any director like a set of like you know sort of like loose guidelines to what worked and what didn't work and i'm really looking forward to seeing like how the characters remember because in the miniseries like when they get the call he's just like yeah who is this again and he's like i'm from Derry. it's back and like suddenly it's just like and he's just like back you know i mean i'm really looking forward to seeing how they integrate the characters are in and show what their you know psychological displacement was from where is now and then they're hit with the gravity once they start remembering everything again i'm really looking forward to how they you know illustrate that and uh you know that's going to be the big thing like you know are they going to go that route like you know i mean are they going to talk about how it you know like pretty much takes out your memory and you know more and more you forget like or are they going to make it so that they're just like they already know like you know yeah, I don't know. do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like, yeah, what you're talking are about. you familiar with the miniseries? Or yeah, yeah, the the I remember the TV miniseries. I, it definitely doesn't hold up, but I remember when watching as a as a kid, it, it being pretty frightening. I thought Tim Curry's performance was fantastic in that. Well, but you know but, what I'm talking yeah, about, right? Like, I'm not talking like crazy talk. No, like, no, no. you know how like I guess Pennywise made it, it. It's not only that they were not 
able to remember what happened, they all actually ended up becoming rather successful too. So like defeating Pennywise earlier on, they talk about when they get together at the restaurant, like one is a fucking award-winning novelist, um, which McCall, the other one is a A-list actor. Um, the, uh, whatchamacallit, the redhead, uh, Beverly, she becomes, um, like some kind of like big, t- uh, they all become very successful is my point, except for, um, Mike who stayed in Derry. Everyone yeah. else goes on to like massive success for, except the one guy that stays in Derry. So I'm wondering like, you know, is that going to be the case in this? Is everybody going to be like widely successful living at all points of the globe? And, you know, they get tracked down and like, I'm just really looking forward to seeing like how they remember things. I really hope they don't play some bullshit where it's just like, Hey, like it's Jessica Chastain. Like you remember that shit that happened 27 years ago? Well, yeah, I just got a call. Like, you know, there's a situation again. Oh, all right. Yeah. I'll be, I just want to, I really want, you know, I really <laughs> hope they don't, pool some shit where everybody's exactly the same they remember the shit like you know what i mean i i really hope they do something um really fucking cool with that i hope the writing is really good for this i movie. mean have you seen the, the, the trailer the trailer's out now new... i just saw the trailer the one with jessica chastain's like yeah, two yeah. minutes where she's talking to the old lady yeah, and then it goes into it a little bit more, and you get the... Yeah, I, I didn't... I don't know. I, I felt like the trailer was definitely a great teaser, <laughs> because, you know, it really didn't show you that much or, you know, answer any of those questions yet, but I'm just really... I don't know. Like, I, I keep saying it over and over again, but I this is one of the films that I uh, have really been looking forward to for the past couple of years. Like... <laughs> top on my list of what's coming out this year well i didn't even see it until it had been out for a year oh really yeah, yeah, yeah. All in theaters. <laughs> i just was not paying attention to it i knew they were remaking it and i was just like whatever like you know stephen king's work has not had very successful transitions from his literature into film yeah. so like you know when i saw that i was just like whatever it's just gonna be something and then somebody told me that um it was uh, afterwards they had told me that the original script had been written by uh, Fukuyama, the one who did uh, season one of True Detective. Oh, yeah, and yeah. as soon as I found out that he was initially like, you know, um, the writer and he was initially the director. Once I found out, I immediately got it. Like I immediately watched it. And I was like, wow, like. Part of me was kind of like, wow, this sucks, you know what I mean, that I didn't see this movie. And then the other part of me was like, wow, it's cool that in less than a year, I'll be able to see part two of this Mm -hmm. and not have been jonesing for as long as everybody else was, you know? So it's just like... uh, Well, uh, I'll skip the the next one just to stay on Stephen King. Um, They're finally releasing uh, Dr. Sleep, uh, the, the... following the events of the shining it's with um ewan mcgregor's playing uh dan torrance he's now an adult obviously wait it like starts like right when shelly duvall and the kid are like riding away in the snowmobile no it's just says years following the events of the shining now adult dan torrance meets a young girl with similar powers and he tries to protect her from a cult known as the true knot who prey on children with powers to remain immortal and that's the second cult you mentioned. 
You were talking about pagan cults. So you're going on a bit of a cult vibe these days, huh? Well, I mean, I, I was one was a movie that was, uh, you know, uh, the guy who did Hereditary's next film, and it just happened. No, to be- no, no, dude. I feel you're if you're into like a cult scene now, like I'm <laughs> down with that. You know, like so for like an everyday doing? American, like I, it totally makes sense, like why you would get real pumped up about. That. <laughs> like, I, I feel your vibe, man. I feel yeah, your vibe. Yeah. So yeah, the. Stephen King's Doctor Sleep, November 11th. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, then uh, I have uh, the Zombieland sequel, which uh, is also coming out October 11th. That one, the original came out in 2009 as well. I didn't realize that movie was 10 years old, but they got the entire cast uh, back from the original one. Um, and it's basically they moved to the American Heartland, face off against evolved zombies fellow survivors and grown pains of a uh, snarky makeshift family. Oh, they threw snarky in there. That's not me. <laughs> but, you know, where they got they got Woody Harrelson and every and everybody back. So, I mean, I really like the, the first movie. I don't I hope this is good. They tried to turn it into that TV series and uh, they released like the pilot. The pilot was fucking terrible. And then they just were like, yeah, let's just not not ever mention that again. And I guess they decided to move along and, and uh, do a sequel, which well, I'm I'm interested in. I hope it's not like a Super Troopers two sequel where the second <laughs> good. Were you actually like looking forward to the Super Troopers sequel, like with anticipation, like you actually thought it might like be decent, or yeah, I was pumped for it. I yeah, I, I I pretty much thought it was going to be what it was. So I mean, it wasn't really like a disappointment. To, I don't know. I thought the whole thing was funny anyway. It's not like yeah. I take that movie seriously, right? Oh, that's true, but I just didn't think it was. It wasn't as good as the first one. But uh, that's that's pretty much all I have for date. Why there was one other one I wanted to mention, but it doesn't have a uh, release date yet. Uh, it's from uh, Mexico. It's called Tigers Are Not Afraid, and this is getting like all the buzz. And all. Um, it originally was released in festivals in 2017, but it's finally coming to AMC's Shutter later this year. And it's about a dark fairy tale about a gang of five children who's trying to survive horrific violence of the cartels and the ghosts that create it every day by the drug war. Yeah. I, I've been seeing a lot of impressive cinema coming out of Mexico now in Latin America. Like, I've been seeing, like, a lot of, like, very intense, very real filmmaking if that makes any sense it's just been very real and like you know what i mean like it, it's had like a lot of feeling and a lot of emotion to it and uh you know i think uh i think that's i think that's also i was thinking about it when i was watching narcos mexico um i was i, was, I saw a bunch of um mexican actors um in it that i hadn't seen in a while and i was just like and it just made me start to think about like uh mexican cinema a lot of mexican horror too you know what i mean like has been like really fucking cool recently um, yeah i mean i haven't watched uh, narcos um narcos. well it's not a horror movie i was just no, saying i assume you know, I, like I've, i love the first two uh 
for two or three seasons. You you will love this because like it this is stuff that like I actually remember. Like I remember seeing like Tom Brokaw come on like the late show or you know the late uh, news program and say like a DEA agent has gone missing in Mexico, and then like a few a few you know weeks later he turns up dead. Like I remember watching that with my mother and father. So like it's just like stuff where like I was just like holy shit I remember that that fucking weed field that they found out in the middle of the fucking desert like I remember seeing that on the news and it's fucking it's crazy I really enjoyed it but it just made me think about um you know all the very talented Mexican actors uh these days um just a really impressive uh you know um crop of uh young actors older actors you know just really 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 uh really um captivating yeah i haven't seen a uh, trailer for uh, tigers are not afraid yet uh, and i haven't watched the new narcos but i i'm assuming that it's it's pretty much like if narcos added ghosts to it and it was in a result <laughs> that's that's what it is it's like uh, yeah that's 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 what i get from such a, <laughs> it's about like the children dealing with the drug war and then like the ghosts created by people being murdered by it i guess that's that's <laughs> what i'm getting from from just reading it yo, but, man, like, i was working out in the fucking field last night clipping buds yo and like i seen like this banshee or some shit like <laughs> out amongst the nug <laughs> well, uh, i don't think anybody uh, talks like that <laughs> well i mean some real fucked up uh mexican in the middle of the night weed farmer smoker might you know what i mean like you don't know i'm just saying you said it was like so, narcos mexico but with ghosts like, <laughs> you know? like some like stoner californian um, <laughs> On a farm. That's what you sounded like. Yeah, I was trying to do my uh, Cheech impression. It, it has oh. never gotten any acclaim <laughs> yeah. before, so. <laughs> Maybe either stop completely or keep working on it. <laughs> uh. <laughs> like, yeah. You don't want to do that. You don't want to do that uh, Cheech impression in front of girls, man. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like, if they hear your fucking shitty Cheech impression, like, you know, you'll never get over that. <laughs> yeah, but that's uh, that's pretty much all the uh, the movies I have on my list that are coming out this year that I look forward uh, to seeing. Uh, I, I saw Us about. recently. Okay, yeah, what I was going to say about this movie. It came out this year. Yes, yeah. earlier this year. Yes, uh, yeah, by the actually just got out. Um, just got released on um, Blu-ray and uh, you know whatnot. And um, I did not see this director. I think this is the second movie by this director. Yeah, or it's Peel from uh, Key and Peel, and uh, they did that movie Keanu uh, as well. Okay, um, I heard of a movie called Get Out. I think he yeah, directed. Get Out was uh, his first horror movie that he did. That was fantastic. And I, yeah, I definitely recommend seeing that if you haven't. I um I watched Us um and um I gotta say like I just was not into it. I really I really like that. I mean I I think Get Out is a much better film, but I still really enjoyed Us. I like the like the feel of it and you know the, the weird story goes. i like the suspension i like the suspense like up until like they reveal what's going on and i'm just like oh my fucking god are you like i just thought it was a really really stupid plot 
Yeah. That's just the way I saw it. But I mean, I liked the suspense, like eating up to that point. Like you can see that um, um, I can't remember what her name uh, was in the movie, but um, uh, my friend told me that it's the same um, actress from uh, uh, was it 12 Years a Slave or Eight Years a Slave? I never actually saw the movie. But he recognized, he's like, oh, it's Lapita, uh, whatever her name is. And, um, you know, I I like the, um, like, just the buildup and the suspense. Like, you know, I mean, leading up on to, like, you can tell something very eerie is going on in her mind. And you're just not exactly sure what it is. So I enjoyed the buildup to like but when a bunch of people started like appearing um from wherever the fuck they were genetically created and they were all in fucking uh d-block yellow murder fucking jumpsuits and fucking they all had a single pair of scissors (laughs) and none of them could talk (laughs) <laughs> and they just start wailing at the wind. I, I was just like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, you know, and then there's a very little twist at the end. And I like, I don't know. It just, it was not for me, but I do want to see Get Out because I heard Get Out is like, um, still like kind of bugged out, but like, you know what I mean? It's got like a better story, better plot. You know what I mean? Um, hey, get Out where it deals with like race relations and uh us deals more with like the class system yeah yeah and don't get me wrong i had nothing against the acting in us like you know what i mean um i i would have liked to see a little bit more of elizabeth moss but um i had nothing wrong there's nothing wrong with the acting yeah and like the, the um the one the husband was like kind of like um like supposed to be like this humor that they introduced and it was just like really really cheesy humor yeah because he was like this real dark this like it's just like strange bizarre fucking story and it's just like i i don't know i just thought the whole movie was really fucking silly that's (laughs) just the way i felt like i don't I thought it was very dumb. I mean, I, I thought it was funny that all these people just show up in the fucking prison suit with, running around with scissors. Like, I thought that was funny, but I really don't think humor was, like, the end-all objective in that movie. Um, so uh, I just really didn't feel it, but I, I'm going to watch Get Out. I'm definitely going to check that out. I, I enjoyed Us, but, uh, yeah, anyway... <laughs> uh, then the, the I think the only other thing that I saw that came out this year was that Escape Room movie, which was pretty bad. And apparently they have a second one coming out next year because. Of what when is it? It came out this year. Is uh, Escape Room? Yeah, it, you know, like um, the Saw franchise, you know, made all like kind of spawned all these real life escape rooms where you go and you get locked in a room for 60 minutes and you try to like, you know, solve puzzles to to find the key to get your way out. I honestly don't know much about that. Um, I thought when you said escape room, I thought about like that movie, um, with, uh, Jodie Foster panic room. Oh no, it's not. (laughs) That's when you said escape room. I thought like, it's more like, uh, it's more like a real life Saul thing without the danger, uh, you know, aspect of it where you're just, you, you like try to solve puzzles in a room to like you know get out uh, and stuff but there's always different themes and um and then uh they made a movie based on the the games where it's like these 
guys think they're signing up for one of those, uh, you know, normal escape rooms, but instead, like, the people running the escape room are actually trying to, like, you know, kill the, the kill, like, the people in it, you know, and try to, like, weed out the, uh, weed out the best one or, of, of the group or whatever, I guess. And it was just, it was just like, uh, like, I've seen this movie, a better version of it, and it's called Saul. And any of them, pick any of the Sauls, they're all better than this movie. <laughs> I forgot to uh, mention was the, uh, I did that rated R uh, speakeasy. Um, oh, yeah, 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 you should. I uh, did that. start off with that. Uh, yeah, it was basically like uh, it was in like this warehouse in uh, Glendale, and uh, and I guess it was like a costume warehouse or something. Because you walk in and they they just have like you know the front front counter with like a couple like um, you know mannequins or like shit you know kind of dressed up horror wise, and then you walk in and you go through like a little like uh, maze, but the maze is like the lined with like you know clothes and costumes and stuff and kind of like ducking through and walking through and then like the, of course there was somebody in there like jumping out and scaring people yeah and when i got there i got there like after nine so i, I didn't get to see the uh premiere of the whatever movie that they were um uh showing because uh, i didn't get those tickets i got the uh the late ones because they were sold out really fast and i think the whole show ended up selling out and uh so when when you walk in like immediately to your like left they had like beanbag uh chairs and like screen like a projection screen all along the wall and then a main projection at the back and they were just like playing like uh clips from like horror movies and stuff like that didn't with... you say they were watching warlock too and you felt like you were hanging out in my old basement oh i'll get there don't worry <laughs> oh, okay. i'll just talk about the main room like there was like you know they were playing music and they had like horror in the background and like you know there's a couple people dancing and then uh, didn't mean to jump into the future i wasn't yeah. sure i yeah. wasn't sure where I'll you were going the warlock too uh, but then i go back then if you go back to the right where the uh bartender was in the air and like they had like well they had another bar by the front where you can just get beer but then like the aerial bartender i don't know if you remember me mentioned we were talking about uh what was the aerial bartender do oh yeah i remember you talking about that were we talking about this like online or you know no, what, the what, last uh, episode i believe we yeah, yeah oh you were talking online about it yeah 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 and uh so the aerial bartender is just this girl that's kind of hanging from like you know a, a cloth <coughs> or something, but she's like you know doing twists and stuff like that, and she like is what, born. she's like like strip club dancing, like pole dancing, but in the air, like no. you know like a like a club, like a dancing girl on stage, or you know no, because she's kind of like sh- like kind of hanging there, like um and doing like spins and stuff uh not really like strip club or or anything she but is, like, what i mean is like, like is she like that. seductively dancing or she's just having fun like floating in the air no it's more like a, an acrobatic uh type thing while pouring drinks you know what i mean like and uh there was like a line for it so you had to like i guess go up and pick what you wanted and like pay ahead of time and then like you get to see her like they they hand her the bottles and then she kind of like you know does like her aerial pouring and stuff like that and then you get it that way i didn't do any of that because like the line looked too way too long i was like i'll just get here uh <laughs> yeah, she was going crazy like she was she was like cocktailing it what like tom cruise cocktailing it to a new level yeah like exactly. tom cruise wished he knew how to do the shit she could yeah. do like yeah, in exactly. the <laughs> bottles she had like other stuff with her but then off to the the side of that they had like a uh, like shuffleboard or whatever and then they had uh, a couple 
of um, arcade games that were free play. They had the, I believe it was the Nightmare on Elm Street uh, pinball, which is really fun. Uh, they had House of the Dead, the original, and they had another, I think they had a, a Pac-Man, no, I can't remember what the other, they had two more, one was like, uh, what a like, fucking terrible movie House of the Dead was, remember they were playing the video game it, in, in the movie, in like, the movie. oh my god, what the game fucking great. The movie is fucking terrible. but uh, they had another game that had like a bunch of different games inside of it, and I remember playing the, uh, I ended up playing like the Punisher one that they had on there, and I never played that game before, uh, the Punisher arcade game, which is, it's kind of a lot of fun, because you get to pick up the weapons from the, uh, the thugs after you beat them up, and you get to use them on them, and really... Oh, like, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I was pretty sure you could do that. Uh, uh, that was nice. And then, uh, then outside, they had, like, you know, smoking, but then the, they had food and, like, artwork and stuff in the, in the little outside area, and then they had, like, this, like, bus that you kind of like go in like the back of it. it was like a little small bus that you can just chill out in and then they had another room where it was like like hanging out in your basement it, like you go in there and it's like real chill and it's all horror decorated everything there is like like decorated i took pictures and posted them in the uh in the fright central group if you want to check them out um but it was like hanging out in a, in a room they had like a coffee uh, table that was a coffin and then they had like Fangoria magazines on it because it was like the whole thing was like, you know, uh, Fangoria approved or whatever. Um, and then they would play VHS horror movies on like an old like, you know, one of those tube TVs or whatever. And, and like I just happened to chill in there at one point when Warlock 2 was on and I was just like hanging out with like there's just a couple other people just chilling in there. And we're all just fucking I was like. Yeah, this is this is kind of actually cool. I'm into this. Like, I'll just hang out and watch fucking Warlock two for a little bit. Like, <laughs> doing all the things out there. And then when I did, that's like, just so random that Warlock, not just Warlock, Warlock two. two. I think there might have been a subtitle to Warlock two too. Like, oh, you know, we're really locking it up. <laughs> Still locking. I just remember seeing like I'm like. Is that fucking Julian Sands? I was like, Julian fucking Sands. Like, which Warlock is this? And somebody was like, Warlock 2. I was like, oh, no wonder why I recognize this. Like, like I haven't seen that one in fucking ages. Uh, but the, uh, yeah, then like, they, I mean, they had like a pile of, uh, of VHSs, and I guess people were just putting on whatever, and that just happened to be the one on. Because I, I forget what else was on. Oh, I think Puppet Oh, I'm Master. sorry. It was Warlock 2 Armageddon. Armageddon, yes. yes. <laughs> the uh, I think Puppet Master was on before that, and I, I didn't really stay to watch that one. But I was watching a little bit of Warlock 2. Then I go out, and they had, like, uh, girls on the stage by the DJ and the and the projection that were, like, dressed in, like, you know, that horror uh, or even, like, cyberpunk type uh outfits and stuff and they were dancing oh, so up. it was a big fucking party and shit oh yeah so, I mean, yeah. yeah and uh yeah because they had like a couple different rooms that you can either you know hang out and dance or or like you can you know play games or you can look at artwork or you can just chill out and watch movies and i, I like that aspect there was like a little bit of something for everyone there and they're gonna do it again I, they haven't announced uh, another date yet but this is actually the second one they've did and they they've already talked about like yeah we're gonna do this again like it sold out and everyone had a lot of good time and like we're gonna we're gonna keep doing it so i'll definitely go again it was like 10 bucks and i think if you paid like 20 dollars you got you got a a free uh, fangoria magazine so we, you, you basically pay 10 dollars for the magazine but you know 
I think they're a little bit more expensive these days because they come in thicker books, but they don't come as often as they used to. But uh, the, the whole Fangoria story is a, a whole nother day. Um, but yeah, that's 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 what I did, and uh, and then I guess that pretty much wraps it up. I think next episode we'll talk about the upcoming TV shows that we're looking forward to. I know, yeah, right? yeah, many of those, many of those. But yeah, thanks for uh, have like thanks for coming on, and everyone, thanks for listening. Uh, feel free to uh, subscribe to our, uh, you know, well, not YouTube. I don't have that up yet, but uh, it will. YouTube will, YouTube will be up. Yeah, at some point. Uh, but yeah, f- subscribe to our Facebook group. Uh, subscribe to the. Um, podcast so you know when uh, new episodes are coming up we are trying to do it more often uh definitely my schedule is definitely changing by the end of this month whether i get done an hour earlier or what uh, we'll see but uh i should be able to do it more closer to once a week instead of once every other week soon hopefully uh but yeah i will uh talk to you uh soon keck and um thanks for coming on and thanks everyone for listening Thanks for having me, buddy.